Good Wednesday morning, Anchor Crew. Long time no talk. Um, yeah, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and I don't know how long it's been since I was on the app. I am having a lot of trouble <laughs> with keeping up with anything. I, yay, yay. I am like. I'm tired. You know what it is? I know that if I go on Anchor, I will talk about the things that are on my mind. And the things that are on my mind are annoying me so much because it's always the same stupid things. It's always the same stupid things. Me saying I'm going to do stuff, me not doing stuff, me occasionally doing stuff and being really excited and enthused and then me crashing and burning and dropping everything else that's important so that I can do one thing well. I'm tired of it, guys. I'm so tired of it. I was so excited about my writing project. It has totally tanked. I was so excited. I was like, wow, I actually did one. And then I told people about it. That was so smart. Oh my gosh, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do this thing because I love it. And I did love it. And you know what? It got hard and it got complicated. And I have a very busy life. But it's a very busy small life where I do the same busy things every single day. Or I don't do them, and then I have way more work than I should have because I don't follow through on stuff. I'm just kind of annoyed, and I'm trying to hide it <laughs> because ugh, I get into these things where it's not a healthy expression of feelings. It's a completely stupid expression of feelings because... <laughs> It just works me up into a frenzy instead of actually processing anything. I just shut down and of course I get a text message while I'm doing this because that's my brand. I am, yeah, okay, I'll get you one. Hold on a second. Um, anyway, I'm just, Overwhelmed is my word for the month. It's my word for the month. And I thought it was my word for last month. So apparently it's just the word for 2018. I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. And I know there's probably going to be a couple of people who will want to encourage me. And I love those people so much. But... Can I just be honest with you for a minute? Sometimes people like me don't need to be encouraged. They need to be kicked in the pants. So, <laughs> I appreciate your desire to... Oh, look, now I have another thing. That's great. I appreciate your need to, or your desire to, alleviate how I'm feeling. But can I tell you that that's not my biggest problem? My biggest problem is that I'm having so much trouble figuring out accurate expectations, game plans that work for me in my everyday life, and keeping my emotions in their proper place. And the fun part is that... 
when I get it wrong, which is just about every day. Every day, guys. When I get it wrong, I freak out. I just freak out. I just, I shut down. I run away. <sighs> okay, so I did not get very much sleep last night, so I have to assume that that is a factor, even though I don't want to give myself that much grace. And I also have to remember that this is a hormonal time for me this month, so we can just stop there because that's a stereotype that all my female friends are going to be so happy I put in the atmosphere. And, oh, what is going on with this? Sorry, I'm trying to hold my phone and twist a pepper grinder and it's just not working. Much like my priorities in life right now. You see, I get drama queen. I go straight to drama queen. ENFP for the win. It's just so stupid. It's just so stupid. Like it's just not, it's just regular life. Like, yeah, it's hard, but it's not, like, extra hard. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm okay with it being hard and, like, admitting to myself that it's hard and that I, and admitting to myself that I'm not perfect and that no one expects me to do everything perfectly the first time around, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, that's all fine. That's not what I get frustrated about. I get frustrated because I'm having this much trouble with normal level of hard. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, I'm a mess. Look at this. Timer's going off and my phone's going off. We This was going to be a happy thing. I was just going to be like, you know what? Just forget about all this stuff in your head. Just talk about the fun things. The fun things is that we are making chocolate chip cookies. I say we. My oldest just kind of did it without me. <laughs> Because I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to remember what my goals are for today because I haven't been bullet journaling because I've been overwhelmed and it doesn't feel like I can sit down long enough to do the bullet journaling and it doesn't feel like I have time to even make a to-do list and I'm freaking out. Back to the cookies. Um, yeah, so she made chocolate chip cookies and they're going to be picked up. Thank you, Lord. Picked up and taken with, I kid you not, over 3,000 other cookies into the prisons as a way, as like a gesture of we consider you people, you know what I mean? Like we're not patronizing you, but we do want to tell you that God loves you and that there is life for you no matter what your circumstance. So that's a good thing. That's a nice thing. Kids are great. Kids are real good. Um, Eric is good. Um, I went to the doctor yesterday because I've been taking medication to see if I can solve issues I've had for the last eight years with my digestive system. Can't solve them, but pretty close to managing them. So, you know, that's a step, I guess. So I was both glad that it wasn't something serious. We ruled out serious. Um, and because I can't afford it, <laughs> we can't really pursue serious if it was. So that's a thing. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, but it's not serious, so we're going to be managing the problem instead of fixing the problem, which drives me crazy. But, uh, as Eric pointed out, maybe if we manage it long enough, we can actually get to the point where we can fix it. So, that sounds like a bunch of BS to me, to be honest, but... He could be right, and I am just an emotional wreck. Anyway, so what do I know? Really, what do I know? I, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not burning these. The bottoms of them are starting to turn brown, but they look totally not cooked on the top. Oh my gosh. Maybe I had them on the wrong rack? Cookies, don't you do this to me. I can't take this. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. No, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I'm freaking out. Like, they don't need to be ready by 10 or anything. We're getting picked up at noon, so it's all good. Oh, so, yeah. So, I'm making some real food for my breakfast two hours after my kids ate. Ugh. They put gluten-free bread in this, like, Fort Knox packaging for some reason. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I do know why. Because it's, if you're celiac, sorry, this is, like, all, you know what, no, forget sorry. I'm not saying sorry. This is my station, and if I'm going to be a complete wreck on my station then that's what I'm going to be. Oh, great. Now my kids are yelling at each other. Well, I guess that's a signal that I've been on here for too long. I just wanted to pop on and be like, hey, what's going on? I haven't written. It sucks. <laughs> and I'm really upset about it, actually. And I've been trying not to be. And I can't pretend anymore. And it's really... <sighs> It's really bothering me. Ha! Oh. <laughs> I always knew growing up was a trap. I turned like eight years old and I was like, hey, can we just stop the train here? Can I just stay here? I was eight years old. I turned eight. I was like, double digits sounds amazing, but at the same time, it looks hard. So can I just stay eight? And I think part of me is still like, can I just stay eight, please? That would be great. Can someone just take care of the day-to-day -day grind so that I can feel like a person? That'd be amazing. Again, this is not like a cry for help. This is just me being dramatic. <sighs> me being genuinely upset, frustrated, and overwhelmed, but also extremely <laughs> overdramatic. Melodramatic is what's happening right now. So, yeah, they're pretty big, but that's okay. Well, I hope you guys have a great day. I'm not even going to try and, like, make this a thing. It's just going to be a whole ball of disgustingness, whatever. Can you imagine if I actually had a podcast? What a nightmare. A podcast. It's like your personal radio show. Like your own personal radio show. Anyway, bye.
Well, if you thought this pity party was over, you were mistaken. See, I had a thought. I had a thought, and I want to say it. <laughs> Here's the thought. I feel like the person that motivational speakers tell you not to be. There's those people who always say they're going to do stuff. But they never do it. Why? Because they're not diligent. Because they're not committed. Because they can't see the end. Because they get one bump in the road and they just roll over and quit. I feel like that describes who I am as a person in general. I mean, there's a few things. Admittedly, things that mean a lot. <laughs> like being a wife and a mom and a friend that I feel I do an adequate job. I can always do better, but at least there, I don't roll over and quit. And yes, that's important. Okay, yes, I can admit, that's important. <laughs> so is self-respect, and mine is dwindling fast. Ugh. See, this is the fun thing. It's like, then, then I'm like, okay, which of this bit of emotional nasty is legitimate? Which of it is hormonal? Which of it is, uh, uh, oh, what's the word for it when it's, it's the, it's the time of year that my dad went into, back into the hospital and never came home. So from March, April, and May, I'm, they're not not consistently every year am I a mess, but consistently every year I feel it worse during those three months, which also happens to be my mom's birthday and my brother's birthday and my birthday and my dad's birthday and Mother's Day. So, you know, it's great. So, um, yeah, also spring in Ohio kind of sucks bad. <laughs> Spring in Ohio goes like this. A weekend in February, it gets up to a bizarre 50, 60, maybe even 70 degrees. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to get warm again. That's going to be awesome. And then March comes and without fail, within the first week of March, you get hit with temperatures in the teens like you haven't had since the beginning of January and then the snow dumps on you for another five to six weeks till you're in May and you're like, we just don't have spring. We just go straight from winter to summer for two months and then it's fall, you know? So we don't do spring, we just have nasty. So yeah, I don't know, I'm all kinds of sass right now. I'm not, I don't even... <laughs> I'm kind of pretending that nobody's listening. So this is totally uncensored. Um, no, that's not true. It's a tiny bit censored because I've been swearing in my head, but I haven't been saying it out loud. So I still have one filter on. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, Here's the thing that's been, the reason that I bring up my dad is because I was thinking about like, oh, is it because of my dad or is it because of lack of sleep or is it because of the weather or is it because it's the time of year or whatever? 
that's making me feel crazy. Um, <laughs> I really feel kind of nuts right now. And that kind of makes me think it's probably hormonal, actually. Yeah, it probably is. Anyway, but I was thinking about my dad because of that. And I loved my dad. I adored my dad. I was terrified for a good five years after his death that, no, not five, like three years. I was terrified for like a good three years after his death that God let him die because I loved him too much. So that wasn't true. And I processed through that and that was good. But uh, that was a thought that I had because I loved my dad so much. So, um, prefacing with that, uh, while he was an amazing man and a wonderful man, he was not a perfect man. <laughs> and I knew that. Growing up, I knew that. From a very young age, I knew that. I, I was able to understand that concept um, pretty early on because he was the kind of man who would say sorry when he did something that he thought was not okay. So there were times when my dad had to apologize to me just for, you know, like flying off the handle or for... I don't know, not listening respectfully when I was trying to talk to him and just brushing me off or something like that, which was rare, but whatever. Anyway, or for forgetting things. Oh my gosh, my dad had to apologize for forgetting things all the time. He forgot me a couple times. The best one was when he left me at church because my mom hadn't gone to church, so it was literally just me and him, and he drove all the way home with an empty car, got home. My mom was like, hey, you're back. And he was like, yep, it was a good church day. It was nice. Sat down on the couch. Where's where's Vicky? Because in those days I was Vicky um, instead of Victoria. And he looked around and he went, oh, no. And had to get back in the car and come and get me. And I was ticked. I wasn't like sad or crying or anything like that. I was personally offended <laughs> that my own father could forget about my existence long enough to drive all the way home. Like how long would it have taken him to realize I wasn't there if my mom hadn't said anything? Like if she'd been at the store, how long would it have been till he got me? That was my frame of mind. But anyway, so he had to apologize for that kind of thing. But um, what I'm really thinking about more is that one of his imperfections was he had a hard time with personal growth, like character development was a tough one for him, which was okay because his character was pretty stinking good to begin with, but his pitfalls when I was growing up kind of stayed his pitfalls as I became an adult and he didn't really change anything <clears throat> significantly that I know of until after I was married with kids. So, you know, like my parents had been married for 20 plus years and then he was finally starting to understand how to make her happy in a new way. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's significantly silly. Um, but like I said, we all have our things, but like to me, it was always like he could have done more and he knew he could have done more. He knew he had the capability to do more, but he couldn't get out of his own way and he couldn't get out of his own 
like desire to stay comfy and be in a familiar place. And again, this is a great man. This is not like a, he was horrible, like nothing like that at all. But I think about it because it's so much like me. I'm so much like he was. I don't get out of my own way. And I mean, when I was growing up, I had so many high school friends who were stupid, right? Like they were just stupid. Like they were just dumb, you know, like as teenagers typically can tend to be. I was dumb in ways that didn't matter as a teenager. <laughs> um, so I got the benefit of being like, I don't know why you made that mistake. I don't know why you thought it'd be a good idea to like drink somewhere without a responsible adult but I guess you did that so that was stupid you know like that was my kind of one of my friends started smoking and I didn't know because they knew I would care so they didn't tell me and I found them smoking the one day and just kind of played it off and then decided that we needed to talk about it so the next time we were out somewhere by ourselves I was like hey so you smoke now and they were like yeah, but it's not as bad as people make it out to be and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at this person. I'm like, don't play stupid. <laughs> Just look at them dead in the eye. You're acting like you don't know, but you know. And that's not why you're doing it. You know, so like I had a very low threshold for normal stupidity, I guess, maybe. And as a teenager. And one of the things I hated was seeing the potential in somebody and then watching them act like they didn't have it and just do whatever and fritter their time away and fritter their decisions away and not use the potential for goodness and greatness that was there inside them that I could see. It used to make me so angry to watch that happen with people around me. And here I am and I do exactly that which I hate. I have the potential to do pretty cool stuff. I know I do. I know I do. Maybe that's cocky. Maybe that's egotistical. Maybe that's pipe dream. But I know, I know that I could do more with what I've been given. I know I could. But I don't. I never do. I don't know how to change that. And that makes me feel sick inside. I pray about it and I pray about it and I try things and I commit to things and I always screw up and I have a hard time getting back up about it. That's the part where you're supposed to be like, no, I'm doing this thing and be all determined and everything else and like, I don't, I don't do it. I'm a cautionary tale when it comes to hopes and dreams. They just lie there, dormant. And I have moments where I feel more optimistic about it, but I don't know. Optimism doesn't change anything. You have to actually put in diligent work, and I am not a diligent person by nature, for sure. 
anything that I'm doing well is purely by the grace of God because I'm just not a diligent person. And I don't like that about myself. It shoots me in the foot over and over and over again. And I'm just limping around wondering why it doesn't go well. You know, like, I know why. I know why, because I don't do it. What's this? There's no big grand secret here. I just don't. So I'm mad at myself, and I don't know how to stop. So I don't know. I also take for freaking ever to emotionally process things. You'd think with that much, like, I don't know, is passion the right word? Drama, I guess, since I've been using that one. You'd think that at least I'd have the decency to be like a flash-in-the-pan kind of a change attitude kind of a thing. But no, I make very wide turns. It takes me a really long time to shift my perspective, to, to move forward after I've gotten knocked down. It takes me a really long time. <sighs> I'm frustrated, I'm angry, and I'm impatient with myself. Ugh. So gross. I hope you guys aren't listening to this. This is such a bunch of nasty. Skip through. Gosh. Find something better to do with your time. I'm doing this for me because if I spew it everywhere, maybe I can get rid of the poison. That's the theory. The trick is to not, like, spew it and then, like, eat it after you've spewed it. Yeah, that's a fun mental picture. But that's what it says in Scripture with the dog returning to its vomit. Like, yeah, they're talking about sin and, like, whatever. But, like, truly mental circles, that's exactly what we're doing. We're spewing and then we're eating it and then spewing it again. Ew. Ugh. Great. Now I'm going to eat my eggs (laughs) and my toast. And... Get back to doing the things I know I have to do today. I am so unmotivated. And I hate crying. <laughs> Next day? No, two days? I forget. It's not the same day as I made this episode. Um, But (laughs) I got some call-ins that day for the episode about my horrible, no good, bad mood. And they were not what I expected to get. So um, I'm going to post these and respond to them. At least I'm going to try and post all of them and respond to, not that there's a lot just that I'm supposed to be busy so um yeah I think I think these Collins uh they made me laugh first of all <laughs> um and then they also made me very confused <laughs> I think if I had gotten a call they're all from they're all from my guy anchor friends so um, I don't know what that means. I kind of feel like the guys are more active on Anchor than the ladies are at this juncture. But, you know, I'm kind of out of the loop, so maybe I just don't have the right circle of friends. But whatever. Um, 
think of it, yeah, I've always been one of those, I've been one of those people. I've been one of those people. I've always had more friends as guys than with girls. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. The point is, <laughs> um, yeah, I was a little taken aback by the response. So pleasantly surprised. I will say that pleasantly surprised, but also kind of like, this is the takeaway we're getting. Okay, cool. I guess I did a good job of explaining that I was being emotional and not logical and therefore did not need to solve a problem. Just laugh about it. So cool. Great. Let's cut to the Collins, shall we? Victoria Bacon, you know I listen. So this is my time to pick some nits. First off, when you said springtime in Ohio, I was like, you know what? Springtime in Ohio sounds like, it sounds like it could be a comedy album by like Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds about right. And, uh, or like, uh, let's see, springtime in Ohio, maybe like uh, an art collection by like a, a serious like landscape art collection done in oil paints by um, Lisa Frank. Yeah, that sounds a good one. But <laughs> it, you, you, your funk will, will produce something. It will produce something. I, I promise that one. Also, I hate motivational speakers. Not my thing. Not feeling it. Reggie, you know me too well. Of course, I love both of those people. I, I love both of those brands. I love both of those things. Jim Gaffigan. I would. Here's the real question, though. Which instrument would Jim Gaffigan play? Because you know he wouldn't just make. There would have to be like a solo. I'm feeling the kazoo. How are you feeling about the kazoo? Springtime in Ohio kazoo. You know. Um, I also would be super happy if there was like a a rap song on the album that featured Weird Al, unironically. <laughs> I would pay money for that in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Take my money. Um, also, Lisa Frank and Landscape Art. Yes, please. I would love to see the view outside my back window in Lisa Frank colors. Like, what would you use as a neutral in Lisa Frank? I feel like a really rich purple. I feel like anchor purple would be your neutral. So there'd be just a crap ton of purple everywhere for like the muddy gray white, not even white anymore, just dirty color of, of the landscape in my hometown right now, um, which would look so much better if it was purple. Wouldn't it be cool? This is a complete side note. Wouldn't it be cool if we could change the rods and cones in our eyeballs to perceive boring colors as neon colors? Like, that would be pretty, pretty cool. Like, not for, like, permanent change, because I feel like then you would get motion sick at some point. But if it was just one of, like, for like for the months of February through early April here in Ohio, if I could switch the rods and cones in my eyes to receive the colors they're seeing as 
purples and blues and greens and oranges and pinks. It'd be obnoxious, but it would at least not be so boring. We'd also have to turn it on for the month of November. I'm just saying. Um, those transition, transition months are hard. They're, they're shorter in the fall, which makes me mad. Like, why can't fall be like four months of the year? And you know what I mean? Like, if we split Ohio winters between Ohio fall and winter, I would be so much happier. I would be able to take the spring patheticness, no problem. If we could just have fall for a little bit longer, I would appreciate that. Or autumn, if you're feeling, you know, fancy. Um, which most people in Ohio are not feeling fancy, let me just say. It's not... Not a fancy state. I kind of feel like Ohio is like the small town stepbrother of the East Coast. We're always called Midwest, but I feel like, I feel like as far as Midwest goes, I feel like we, Ohio as a whole, let me not say we, I don't want to get trash talked here, but uh, Ohio as a whole, I feel like looks at the Midwest and says, you guys don't know what's going on. You guys are so uncool, you know? <laughs> so I feel like we're too cool for the Midwest, but I feel like we're not anywhere cool enough. We're like dorky stepbrother level cool to the East Coast. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Ohio's a weird place to live. It really is because it's got this sort of quirk to it where... A lot of people who live here hate it here, vehemently hate it here, but they refuse to leave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, there's a certain level of Ohio cranky. But then, like, here's the thing. It's a little bit, um, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't do astrology or whatever that's called or whatever but if <laughs> if states were given astrological zodiac signs i feel like ohio would totally be a gemini because <laughs> they get super cranky about living here when it's cold and gray and stupid or when it's hot but so humid that it's not fun but not so humid that you can get away with like staying inside all the time anyway the point is um they also have like this determined cannot be rooted out fan level exuberance for the state like especially when you see it when it comes to sports ohio sports <laughs> are so bad like across the board like statistically speaking they're bad okay every major sport that the rest of the country is into basketball football um what's the other one that i was thinking of it left my brain. Anyway, the sports people are, yes, I just called them sports people. The sports people are insane about their teams, even with baseball. That was the other one. Even when they're not doing well. And I say even as if it was like unusual, but it's not unusual. I think basketball has been a little easier to take. It's been a little more, you know, slightly higher than average, but like usually... <laughs> There's not a lot to celebrate, but they go absolutely insane for it. Ohio State, that's another one. 
for the college level, it's even worse. I don't understand that one at all because I'm like, they're not even going to have the same players and whatever. It doesn't matter. So the point is, um, it's like that about a lot of things with the state. Like they go create like Cleveland pride and Cincinnati is, you know, a, a schmoozy town and like all this stuff. And you're like, wait, Columbus is supposed to be like, you know, our, our, um, our smart city or whatever. So it's like this weird, we love Ohio and we also are the only ones allowed to hate it. <laughs> so I just spent like three minutes just talking about my state. So therein you see what I'm talking about. This was not supposed to be this long. I'm so sorry. Happy hump day, bacon. How you doing? And I say hump day because your phone, or your segment, or your episode, I'm gonna call that episode, is humping my ears with that buzz buzz. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it, it's fun, really. But um, yeah, it's hum humpalicious. So, let me ask you, let me ask you this. You're feeling kind of bad, but I wanted to ask, and uh, you can answer it any way you want, but what is the most favorite part of your day that you look forward to? Is there any one particular thing that you just absolutely look forward to? And to contrast that, the opposite, is there one part of your day that you absolutely hate dread and want to get away from? And how do you deal with it? Like, how do you put it off or what makes it so dreadful? I'm so curious. All right, first of all, I just want you to know that I went ahead and I used my do not disturb setting on my phone just for you. Okay, I am stepping away from my brand of letting my phone go off on beeps and vibe. I See, here's the thing is that I also have <laughs> the buzz turned on for all of vacations on my phone because if I just do the sound, I 10 times in a row will not hear it. So that's why it's that obnoxious. Uh, but anyway, I turned down my obnoxious level just for you. Don't you feel special? Okay, so back to the <clears throat> serious question. <laughs> um, obviously, today I'm not feeling quite as insane as I felt uh, whatever day that was. What day was that? Was that Tuesday or Wednesday that I felt so bad? I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, so the worst and best parts of my day. On the day that I was feeling like crap, I super didn't want to answer this question. <laughs> but I'm going to. Mostly because I think that I would personally like to spend a little bit of time considering this question because I don't have an immediate answer for either of them, which strikes me as a little bit interesting. So the best part of my day that I look forward to, hmm, hmm, so what we are now experiencing is Victoria actively panicking inside <laughs> because I don't know what it is 
that I look forward to every single day. And I will say that that is partly due to the fact that I am terrible at being diligent, which is one of the things that's making me not respect myself very much recently. But anyway, not getting onto that topic. Um, let's see. Let me give this a two-part two answer. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to fix a thing and it's not working. Okay. Uh, two-part answer. Part number one. I think the actual best part of every day for me is um, when Eric and I get to spend time to ourselves in the evening. That's usually around 9.30 p.m., um, and that makes me sad <laughs> that the best part of my day I consistently look forward to is about an hour and a half before I fall asleep every day. That's kind of depressing. Wow. So <laughs> part two of that answer, I think, would be that I look forward to and appreciate and enjoy consistently um, any part of the day where I'm editing something that I wrote or that I'm spending time journaling or quietly reflecting or praying um, for a solid 30 minutes or more. Um, however, I don't do those every single day. I want to. I hope to. I'm trying to work towards it, but it doesn't happen it doesn't even happen often enough for me to put it in standing as the thing I do every day. I don't make time for it the way that I want to. So, yeah. <laughs> so the only other thing that's left to me is feeling like consistently happy. And, uh, yeah, so moving on to the worst part of every day, the day of my, the part of my day that I dread or the part of my day that um, I try to avoid or try to make not happen. I guess I try to avoid two o'clock burnout. Um, every single day around 2 p.m. I have a tendency to feel very burnt out, like very done, like just on empty fumes. That's the time of day where I'm on fumes. So, um, I've found that there are a few things I can do to avoid that feeling in the afternoon. One of those things <laughs> is that I send all of my kids to their rooms. That makes me sound so mean. Oh my gosh. We've established <laughs> we've established a daily quiet time. It's not either not in trouble, no one's upset. It's not like you're not allowed to leave. It's just this is the time of day where we all go to different parts of the house and for at least 15 minutes, sometimes more like 30, sometimes more like 10, just depends on what's going on. But for just a few minutes, you know, 10 to 30 minutes, everybody's doing their own thing quietly. So if I get some mental space to just do whatever I feel like doing, um, we usually do it right around like 11.45, sometimes noon, and I'll make lunch for them or make my own lunch and just eat in silence <laughs> for a little bit. I just, if I get that little bit of a break, then I'm a little more 
ready to shift gears into afternoon life. Um, and that's because like the first couple hours of the day is sort of dedicated to getting our gears moving. Um, but then from like about nine to 1130, it's straight up school, uh, in our house, which I'm kind of cheating today. Um, but that's okay. Cause it's Friday and we're homeschoolers. So we can do that. So anyway, um, we're just getting started a little late today, but that's fine. We don't have as much to do. Um, so yeah, for, there's some really solid straight through school that I do with them. That's the other thing is that for, from like eight to nine, they're doing their own like workbook type stuff. And then from like nine to 1130, I'm doing stuff with them. Um, then it's lunchtime and I try and kick into that alone time because right now, <laughs> right now there is not a moment I am alone from the, from the hour I wake up, I wake up with Eric and someone is always awake before he leaves. So there's literally no time in my day that I'm alone unless I force it. <laughs> unless I literally, like right now I'm in my room, they're all cleaning up their rooms and my door is locked right now because <laughs> people keep coming into my room and I just need a little quiet time this morning because I just don't want to be nasty, you know what I mean? So uh, I have to carve out time to be by myself. Um, and yeah, I, there's, I don't know, I was talking about it with my friend the other day I have a very weird life. I feel like sometimes it's not weird, but it feels weird a lot of the time because there's not a lot of outside structure to it. There's, it's only the structure I give it and I'm not a terribly structured person. So, you know, I think, I think there's always, I'm, I'm never satisfied with the way that I have the day going. I always feel like there should be something done better, but I don't know. So I guess that's what it is, is that I get burnt out in the afternoon. And here's the other thing is that um, <sighs> I feel like it's not acceptable to complain about being around your kids all the time. And I love my kids, and I give my kids my whole life, basically, really. Uh, so I don't think that I need to sugarcoat what it's like being around them all of the time. Like, who are you around all of the time? You're not even around your spouse all of the time, right? And you picked them, like... <laughs> You saw them as a person and you said, yes, you, I will live and love and, and die by your side for the rest of my life. I want you. Your kids are given to you as they are. And you are supposed to help them figure out who that person is inside as they grow older. I'm around those people all the time. I see every moment of their change as they grow older. And I chose that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sad that it's that way. That's exactly the way that we had planned to do it. Um, I don't think it's going to be like that forever by any stretch. I sure hope not. They need to have their own lives. Trust me. I have no problem with that. Um, but it is interesting because <laughs> too much of anything can 
be exhausting and difficult. And that's kind of where I'm at a lot of the time is I'm exhausted and it's difficult. So I don't know. I don't know. Right now it's, um, it's worth it right now because we have bigger goals. Um, for character and for education and the the alternatives in our area are just not feasible for us right now like we don't like the public school that we have in our area and we don't have the ability to send them further away so we're kind of this is this is it <laughs> um if we want their education to look a certain way but education is not even the biggest reason it's a lot of the the character development too so I don't know. It's not like it's the best way for everybody, but for our family, I think it is. So saying all of that, just to point out <laughs> that I'm not complaining that this is where I'm at in life because I chose to be here, but I do think it's weird that I can't say in, you know, general company that I'm sick of my kids because straight up, I'm sick of my kids. Like not all the time or anything, just you know, around 2 p.m., I'm done. Like, I just would like to not be here anymore or have them go someplace else for a little bit, you know? So, um, and I think they get sick of each other and I think they get sick of me. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're figuring that out. And part of that too is that it's, it's the time of year where they hate going outside, so they hardly ever do unless I force them to. Um... And it's also a season right now where we're in the need of another car, but we don't have the other car yet. So there's only one car. So Eric tends to need that car more than I do. So we're kind of stuck. And I know that's going to, that's not going to stay the same. That's going to pass. But for right now, it's really driving me up a wall. So I don't know. Wow. That was 12 minutes. Whoa. I don't think you bargained for that kind of a response, but you got it. So, yeah, I don't know. What does that say about me as a person? I don't know. I take joy in being a mom. I really do. I didn't always. I will say that. I did not always take joy in it. I was always committed to it, but I was not always enjoying it. <laughs> um, I definitely find more value in it and more joy in it than I used to. Um, but... I do also find it hard to do, which I think all moms who care do find it hard. And I find it overwhelming. And when I get overwhelmed, I panic. So that's not a good, that's not a good vicious cycle to have, but it's one that I'm currently fighting through. So whatever. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's the newest voiceover mockery of the motivational speaker that we can now add to your voice repository. This is fantastic among your your British Cockney and your other ones. Thank you for that. Okay, Victoria, you said that you're not a funny person, but I'm going to tell you that you are the funniest when you're frustrated. Now, this is not belittling what you're dealing with. But I'm just going to tell you that about a couple times between Lincoln and Nebraska City, I almost pulled off of the road. 
because of some of the stuff you were saying. Anyways, talk to you later. Okay, see now, I posted these two back to back because I wanted to point out, this is like, I think I got these ones first, second, I don't know. These were early on call-ins that I heard after posting that bad mood stuff. And I was so bemused. I was so like surprised, pleasantly, but surprised because no, like genuinely, I don't consider myself a funny person. Like I'm not the one cracking jokes. I'm not the one telling hilarious stories. I don't get people to like belly laugh. You know, I get people to like, um, I think I surprise laughs out of people sometimes, but that's only because I'm being so, I don't know, weird or like intense that they just laugh because that's what you do when someone small is throwing a fit. Like, <laughs> so I was surprised by how, because it wasn't the only person that I felt was feeling like it was so funny and I'm so shocked by that. But also it made me laugh because like if I ever, I would never attempt stand up. I am not the right person for that at all. But if I did, I would have to be like in a complete zone of snark. Like I'd have to be that like horrible, <laughs> mean, spazzy comedian because otherwise I just don't, I'm just not funny. Like I, I take things too sincerely um, in order to, I don't know, I just can't. I'm just, I don't know. I have too many, too many thoughts going up in here and it's, the noodle thoughts just kind of zoom all over the place and it's hard for me to get people to follow and it, yeah. So then I over explain and if you over explain, the humor's dead. And here I am talking about these call-ins for 10, 15 minutes at a time. I am not a stand-up comedian by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't think of myself as funny, but what made me laugh was that I was telling my one friend about how rough my day was and she was being very sweet and helpful and then she sent me a text later and she was like I just want you to know that you're a great friend and I love you so much and like all this really sweet stuff and she was like and I think you're funny like all caps and I'm like what's happening in the universe right now <laughs> like I am not a funny person and people are telling me I'm funny what's going on so I don't know I don't know I guess we'll have to We'll have to test this. We'll have to test this like proper scientists that we are. And I don't know. We'll have to come up with a list of things that make me feel really snarky. And I'll have to just like do the snark. And we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think about like what that would be though. Like what do I get super, super snarky about? I don't know anymore. I try so hard not to give into it because I feel like it doesn't help anything. So then I get out of practice. I used to be really snarky and really, I used to be kind of mean, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I don't want to get snarky about people because that's not fun to me. Um, that feels gross to me. But I can get snarky about myself. Which is why I like that song about 
the one that pink does that I have on this episode where it's um, the song perfect pretty pretty please if you ever ever feel like you're less than less than perfect that's the radio version which is the clean one but anyway um yeah if she, you're so mean to your when you talk about yourself and it's like yeah that's what i do i'm really mean to myself a lot getting better at it but not this past week <laughs> um I can get snarky about Eric, but I feel like that's inappropriate. <laughs> because Unless I did it while he was with me. But then I probably wouldn't do it to the level that I would if you were just to peek inside my brain. I filter that snark with everyone. Nobody gets the clean, unfiltered snark about Eric. Because I just... I learned early on that that is a foolish thing to do if you want to stay with someone forever. So... Um, not because of him, by the way, not because of him. I saw what it did and I was like, this is way too much work to fix. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Anyways, um, you know what I can get snarky about? I can get snarky about social media. That's what I can get snarky about. I think that maybe I will do that. I can get snarky about blogs. I can get snarky about the videos that people post on my Facebook. I can get snarky about comment arguments. Whoo! Yeah. Okay. So we might go there. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. And maybe, maybe I can pretend to get snarky. This is another thought. I'm literally brainstorming, which means that if I ever do it, it's going to totally fall flat because you're seeing behind the curtain. Oh, well. I told you I'm not funny. Um, but I could pretend to get snarky about something stupid. That might be kind of fun, too. Like, if you, like, give me a topic to get snarky about, and then we can just launch into it and see how far I can take it before I break character. That would be kind of fun. I like improv stuff. That would be fun. Okay. All right. Well, I got to get going. Um, my kids are dancing around in the living room when they're supposed to be doing math, so... I'm going to go. <laughs> We're going to go be responsible or whatever. I don't know. Um, and thanks for calling in, guys, because I was glad to see I hadn't totally scared you guys off. I think it felt a lot more serious to me than it was, and I think that was pretty apparent. So I'm glad that I didn't make it sound worse than it was, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Peace out. Wait, peace out? I don't, I don't say that. Why, why did I say, okay, bye. <laughs>